Hey, welcome back to Rebel Movement Podcast. My name is Billy. My pronouns are they, them, or she, her. And I'm Jordan, she, her. Hi, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm okay. I feel, I don't know. I feel weird. I don't know. I feel like this is something a lot of people are relating to. I feel a little bit like I've, I don't even, like I've been dreaming or like asleep or like January was so long and mm-hmm. dark. And I mean, I don't know if it was literally dark, but it felt dark I mean, emotionally. It was, yeah. <laughs> and also like physically and I was sick. And then I had like, you know, I've just been having like um, recovery, like eating disorder recovery, trauma recovery stuff come up a little bit, which is like normal, but still it's just, I feel a little bit like I've been disconnected or like I'm, I'm, I don't know coming back to society like I feel like I've not been I don't know if this is making any sense because it's really hard to describe but like I've been disconnected but also not disconnected and everything's been dark and sleepy and I guess it's just winter like this is just <laughs> it's just winter how are you doing <laughs> yeah it's uh I don't know like the reframe or whatever not like talks positivity but like mindset reframe is just like hibernation mode a little bit like it's a little yeah. bit just like turning inwards allowing things to like die and reset and like (laughs) the growth part process like starts over again in the winter because you have so much more like quiet time and quiet space Mm -hmm. um which like isn't always fun but uh sometimes when I'm feeling in a good mood I like to remember that like you know in the like nature world around us like this time isn't like wasted time this is yeah. still like preparing That's for what, what is about to happen, which is springtime. That's a good and, like, reminder. It's a lot of the really heavy lifting that happens in the winter because if this mm. rest period doesn't happen, then nothing will grow. True. You know, so mm. I get That's true. I like that reminder. I've been, <laughs> I don't like, think it's like a, to- a toxic positivity thing. It's no, like so when either. I'm in a better-ish mood, I like to just like. That's good you know connect back to the, the cyclicalness yeah. of the natural world and like also yeah. see how it like applies to my personal life so that I can be like it's okay <laughs> it's okay that it feels like slow right now it's okay it feels like nothing's happening because we can't see it happen because everything's That's happening true. under the surface and also though I'm really looking forward to springtime <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true I think like, I have rest, trouble in the in-between periods <laughs> yes yes rest is so important and I think I've been this year more than most others have been a lot better at recognizing like okay this is normal it's normal to have part, like more emotional mm-hmm. times um regardless of where you're at in your recovery it's normal to be tired more tired in the winter it's normal to be like just tired in general because you know it's a lot of work to do trauma healing and you know life in general um because I think in previous years I would have had more of like what's wrong with me yeah like kind of questioning still happens every now and then and then I'm like oh yeah right it's like you know that season (laughs) um so but I have been noticing like I've been needing a lot more rest and then um I heard that somewhere too recently about the seasons but yeah I like that reminder like the way you described it it's it's totally so it's so important to rest and I think it's not always talked about or as open in some cases but like Mm -hmm. it's okay to have seasons well everything is seasonal right like the like the sun 
as a daily cycle. The moon has like a monthly-ish cycle, right? Like nature has yeah. a yearly cycle. It's just like everything goes through like periods of like rest and rejuvenation, growth, like heavy, like mm-hmm. like heavy, like movement and heavy growth and activity. And then like this kind of dying off and like, you know, going into slumber, like, you know, yeah. everything does in, except for humans who live in a capitalist society (laughs) you know it's like we also deserve these same things because that's where we come from yeah Um, that's true yeah nice (laughs) reminder obviously like I've been getting (laughs) closer to eight hours of sleep so I'm in a little bit better (laughs) more clear (laughs) mindset than I have been Uh, not last night though (laughs) but no not last night (laughs) no one of them got sick uh, three times in one hour oh. so every time oh. like go in change the sheets had to give him a bath the first time because it was real bad <laughs> and this is at like 10 p.m uh lights are on whatever so they're both awake because they share a room change mm-hmm. all the sheets bathe them get everyone back re-moisturize his little eczema ridden body and like <laughs> put him back into a sleep sack a new sleep sack that we found somewhere put him back into the crib great okay everyone's bed good night super worried about them awesome and then like 20 minutes later, it happened again. And then 20 minutes after that happened oh, again. No. Yeah. I mean, obviously it stopped eventually, but I was like, I think this, this started to feel like it was going to be an all night long thing. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And then you get to the point where you have to have the conversation of like, are we going to the hospital? Like what's our threshold to like how yeah. bad it is. <laughs> so mm. yeah. That's a lot. Be it so. settled back down. Yeah. But it was that a big too. eventful night. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. I'm glad it's settled down. (laughs) Oof. That's exhausting. It is. It is. And like, it's mostly exhausting because it's like worrisome. And like, yeah. When they're sick and they get all like, like kind of pathetic and cuddly, like that's like also a little bit heartbreaking at the same time, even though it's also kind of nice because they get really cuddly. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but Aww. then there's these like pathetic lumps <laughs> and it makes you feel like it breaks your heart a little bit. Yeah, yeah. of course it would. <laughs> uh, that's sad to even like breaks my heart to think about and they're not even I know. Like, I know. <laughs> it makes you want to cry thinking about what yeah, happened. Yeah, I can night, imagine. But... Yeah, okay. Oh. Um, business? Um, um, yeah. Facet? Yeah, I have a little business corner thing, business updates. I don't know what you call it. I have two exciting announcements. Uh, this is the first time I'm announcing them to anybody, although I'm sure by the time you hear this, it probably will have been written somewhere else. But for February 23rd and 24th only, so it's 2023, just in case you're like years in the future listening to this episode, which is weird to think about. For February 23rd and 24th only, the on-demand is going to be on sale for $15, which is... I didn't do the math, like $25 off. So only 23rd, 24th, and then the price will go back up um, to the regular price. So it's super brief little pop-up sale. And then the last week of March, so between the 20th and 24th, I think is it, is it 25th of March? I think of the 20th anyway, yeah, 20th to 24th. There's going to be a free week of the club only for those who are in my newsletter who are subscribing to my newsletter um so if you had there's going to be a link in the show notes if you head to my website there's probably going to be a pop-up there's probably going to be a couple different places but 
There's a link in the show notes right to a page that's all about signing up for the newsletter. And if you sign up to the newsletter, there's another freebie. Actually, you get um, Rebel Starter Kit, which includes two yoga classes and um, a couple, like quite a lot of other tips and tools and freebies. There's like how to start um, an at-home practice, how to start an anti-diet practice, like a bunch of stuff like that. Like um, it's not all in one email. It's like spread out through a couple of weeks. So you're not going to be, you know, given a novel on day one. Um, so to say that one more time really quickly, head to the link in the show notes, um, the Rebel Starter Kit one to subscribe to the newsletter. And then you will automatically get all the links for the free classes for the club between March 20th and 24th. And then today and tomorrow only on demand is $15. There we go. Look at that. It's like I'm a professional or something. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> good elevator ish pitch. Right? A little longer. I don't... Very long elevator, but it's still yes. fit. <laughs> it yeah, it is. Yeah. Because I have two things and um did not practice saying that out loud. No, it wasn't a dig. <laughs> it's just like I was thinking elevator pitch, but then those are well, supposed to be like 10 seconds. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like literally I mean, the length of an like, elevator ride. But uh if you're going from like floor one to floor twenty, if you were in um the parking garage and you're going to the penthouse, I feel like it would have mm. fit. <laughs> yeah, see. Oh, later pitch still. <laughs> um, so this, I like, this episode was your idea. And mm, I feel yes. like you did a very good job last time explaining your idea. So I feel like I'll just hand <laughs> that to you this time too. <laughs> okay. No. So this idea, so the topic, I don't know, I kind of just called it like, like red flags that like should have, should have told more. I get that. Blah, blah, blah. I'm getting all mixed up. I'm not doing a very good job right now. Um, okay. Like they're, they're eating disorder red flags, but they're not mm. like what I would have noticed going through. Mm. There's things that pop up in hindsight, I guess more. Yeah. That's like, Oh, I wish I would have known that mm-hmm. that actually meant that my like quote unquote, like lifestyle was becoming a problem. Yeah. Like it's like those that, billboards yeah. that when you look one from one direction, it's one picture and you look from another direction, it's a different picture. Yeah, exactly. And some of them are like, I think the tricky part about this is it's a lot more specific to like orthorexia, which tends to fly under mm. the radar a lot because, and we've spoken about orthorexia before. Um, it's not like a classic eating disorder. It's not in like it's, it, I don't even think it's an official like eating disorder. It's kind of just like people know this word and they'd like it to be included as an official eating disorder, but. Um, I think it is now. Yeah. Is okay. I, I hope it has changed because it really is like, it's like a psychological battle that you're going through. Mm. But the problem is that it looks like you're living the like perfect diet culture lifestyle right like the the like the healthy lifestyle that we're sold over and over again Mm -hmm. really is like right on the line of orthorexia and like some people might be able to like stay in like a very normal like I hate overusing the word healthy but whatever you know what I mean like a very healthy like sane place good relationship with food whatever and they're still kind of doing something that someone who has a tendency for eating disorders or whatever um will easily be able to pull that into something that's a lot more obsessive and that is when it becomes orthorexia and like I've said before again (laughs) that I didn't know that that's what it was going through the time even though I knew of that word and Mm -hmm. I was like on the lookout for it because I know like I 
come from a family that like um has a lot of mental health issues has like uh, addiction issues as well just like running through my genes so like I always you know when the doctors are like do you have uh, like a family history of this and that I was like we have like everything just like take <laughs> all of the boxes off like they all exist they don't like just run in my family they like stampede through my family like everything is there so I was always like aware that I should be careful around making strict rules for myself because of like an addictive personality that like might very easily be able to take this too far um mm-hmm. And so I thought I was doing a good job until I like came completely out of it. And from the other side, now I'm like, um, anyways, every once in a while I'll be doing an activity and like, I'll get this like flash of some shit I've said in the past. And I'm like, Ooh, (laughs) that was taking a little too far. So the other day I was cleaning my cast iron pants and, um, I haven't like seasoned them really well in a while. And one of them was sticking in a while. I mean, like five years, like they've been doing pretty well, or I've just kind of like dealt with the sticking and whatever. And I love my cast iron pants. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so I was like, oh, I should probably season them. I remember, you know, whatever I last time I did it, I looked at an article from the kitchen. And so I was like thinking about, you know, getting them prepped to get them seasoned or whatever. And um, uh, sorry. (laughs) And then I was like, um, oh, fuck. Because I was thinking, oh, a lot of my pans are secondhand or I've, I found them. I, there's only one that I bought brand new. Brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, oh, I remember when I first started looking for cast iron pans, I was like, I couldn't afford a brand new one. And they were hard to come by um, cheaply brand new. Um, like yeah, one of them true. I bought at Winners a while ago for like $14 or something. Like crazy steal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I wanted you know, a bigger one or whatever, I think at the time couldn't afford a big one brand new um and I was like oh I should look at like flea markets or stuff because I was living in Kingston and they have flea markets and all the vendors have cast iron pants um and uh then I was like oh but I can't I don't want to buy it used because I don't know what kind of oil they use to season their pants because at the time (laughs) I'm being uh paleo and pretty strict at that not wanting like other oils to come in contact with my food. That's a whole mentality in paleo universe. If you're not fa- mm. familiar, you have to use these like um, high smoke point oils like coconut oil or like um, avocado oil. Can't really heat up olive oil because apparently it'll kill you. Uh, same thing with butter, like it shouldn't get too, too hot. Um, all this kind of stuff. So I was like, oh, but what if they use like a seed oil or like a vegetable oil to season their pans? Like that would be the end of the world. And that thought like came to me and I just like laughed at like how kind of like ridiculous that concept was that like Mm -hmm. it couldn't have been used to season the oil or like cooked in the pan at the time. Um, I mean, now two of three of the ones I found at Valley Village, so like (laughs) I'm okay now. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, anyways, then I was like, oh, wow, that kind of feels like something that in hindsight feels like a red flag, right? Like it was something that at the time I was so concerned about, but I don't know if I want to use like the word, like it's like a little ridiculous or like it's kind of over the top or um, it's starting to verge on like, um, and maybe not this particular instance, but it starts to verge on like not being able to like really live your life 
because yeah. you're concerned about all of these itty bitty things and they're preventing you from going out and like being in the world almost mm-hmm. like um, participating in the world. And yeah, I'm not buying a cast iron pan use is not preventing me from going out into the world, but just the mentality of like, I need to be so overly careful about these kinds of things, not because I had an allergy, not because it was going to make me anaphylactic. Like, yes, if you had like a sunflower allergy and you're like, I really just want to make sure it doesn't have sunflower oil yeah. in it. I think that that yes. might not be very good for my body. That's a whole different story, but this wasn't based on any of those things. It was just based on an idea of health that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyways, it made me laugh. And it's one of the like funnier stories, I guess, <laughs> for my like red flag, um, list. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I like that one's an interesting one. I mean, you, I mean, you obviously told me last week or the week before or whatever, but, um, it is interesting when you have the moment, like at the time, this is like a big concern, but then you look back and you're like, why? Why was I was wasting I so brain power concerned? on this? <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I like, I like the visual of the, like, I don't know if anyone knows what I'm talking about when I'm saying the, those billboards that have like all the triangles on them where they like flip around or something mm-hmm, where you like look at it from one angle and it's like, this is healthy. And then you like look back and you're like red flag, like so yeah. many red flags. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's like a silly red flag, right? Like, cause it really wasn't going to impact my health or mm. my ability to be in the world either way, mm-hmm. but it's still a thing that you're like, wow, I can't believe that that was something that, that took up brain space. Yeah. Um, and for me, like, I don't know, I guess that, that just indicates like a larger issue of like the thing that was literally taking over my entire mind. Like yeah. another kind of red flag that I was thinking about was I, like, I feel like every single conversation I had during that part of my life revolved around food like Mm -hmm. non-fucking-stop I could not stop talking about food and I at the time boiled it down to like well I just enjoy cooking I've always enjoyed cooking and that that is true again like one of these things where like there's (laughs) truth to it but the whole picture is where it gets kind of fucked like that's all I can talk about that's all I'm thinking about yeah why is that the only thing I'm thinking about because it's the thing that I'm restricting myself of the most, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, and it's also like something you absolutely need to to survive. You need yeah. to eat, and so you if you're eat. restricting your food in, like even just mentally and not maybe physically, whatever, like you have all the food in front of you, but your brain is telling you what you can't can and can't eat, or how much you can eat, or at what time of day you're allowed to eat, um, it becomes something that is like all encompassing. And it's Mm -hmm. literally like, I thought I wanted to be like a food photographer and a recipe developer. Like I was getting like so into food because that's like, that was my entire world at one point in time. Um, So like, yeah, like right now I would say that that was, or should have been a red flag. Um, I don't think any one thing should be taking up that much space where like literally Mm -hmm. I would be in class at university and thinking about what my next meal was going to be. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with looking forward to a food or a meal or whatever the fuck. But it's when like, I was here to learn about something that I actually am passionate about, but I couldn't even focus on that because I was thinking about what I was going to eat next. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, that's when it becomes dangerous. Like I can't even have like cool conversations about like, <laughs> you know, I like talking about pop culture. Let's talk about that. Can't because I'm thinking about food. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm talking, like geek out about marketing can't do that because I'm too busy thinking about something else um yeah 
And that's like, you know, I guess like a symptom of diet culture at large, whereas like, yeah. whereas that's what you're thinking about all the time is either exercising or what you can or can't eat or how to become smaller, like all these kinds of things. And it really does take up space when you could be thinking about so or talking about something so much not even more important, just more interesting. Like you can yeah. talk about other things. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was the same. I would like constantly think about food constantly, like all the time. It's all like, I mean, I thought about other things, but it was like 90%. <laughs> I don't know. It was like one of the several tracks at times of worrying, yeah. but it was like a big one that was took up a lot of space. I do have some that I, I've been thinking about this for a bit. Mine aren't as some of mine aren't as like lighthearted. Um, not that yours are lighthearted. That sounded mean. I mean, like they're not like some of them are like more like sad. Yeah, kind of mine more casual for sure. Yeah, and it didn't, definitely didn't mean that as like a um, judgment of your things. Um, I just want to also put like a little disclaimer because um, I, if you are early on in your recovery and you are so like you are still struggling with these things, I'm just going to recommend that you stop listening to this episode because I do not want to give you ideas. Um, these are things that I like struggled with that yeah. I didn't see at the time of red flags. Mm-hmm. And I do not want to give anyone ideas. So I like, please, if you are still in it, if you're like early on, just like skip, I mean, just skip for the rest of the part that I'm talking about. Um, I just don't want to give, give anybody ideas. So, um, I have one, I'll start with one. That's like, it was more so a person, mm-hmm. um, who then I guess, I wasn't saying inspired a behavior, but at the time it felt like I was inspired by the behavior, but this was, um, also more in my orthorexia, um, part of my eating disorder. And I, at the time was vegan, which we've talked about already. Um, and I went to see this holistic nutritionist and at the time I wanted to be a holistic nutritionist. I was like, this is my, <laughs> this is my thing. Again, I was only thinking about food. Um, yeah, and entertain the nutritionist idea as well. For yeah, a bit. yeah, and she <laughs> gave me this. I don't even know what started it. It was like some sort of test where she like touched something on my skin. Mm, or yeah, something. Like I don't remember. Test. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like I don't know. I I don't know how accurate that is. And no, yeah, it it's was... like a very holistic way of testing for allergies. Yeah, like you can bring the allergen close from if this is the same thing. Yeah. And then your body will pull away from the things that it's allergic to. Yeah. I I don't remember it very well at all. That part's kind of blocked out. And like, (laughs) to be fair, I do have allergies. Yep. Um, It it can work. Yeah. It may have worked. I think the particular pairing of people, myself and this person and the road they were on, um, they encouraged me to do like, this thing where I essentially stopped eating. So I was already vegan. I stopped eating all grains. I stopped eating all sugar, including fruit um, and something else. And so basically I was eating vegetables and then she had me drinking psyllium husk and water yeah. Do you know the texture of that? Holy don't ever, if you have to, for some sort of medical reason, like 
I no, it's just a diuretic. Good luck, but it's yeah. it's the most disgusting. If anyone has sensory issues, I apologize, but it's <laughs> so it's so so gross. I can't even. I can barely think about it right now. That's why I'm talking so quickly because I'm trying not to think yeah, about get it. Get through this part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I like this whole thing, like. And the, the, I know that sometimes you have to take out foods to then figure out what you're allergic to. The thing is they were not going to be inter reintroduced. Um, mm-hmm. it was like, to me, I was like, oh, don't eat these things. My, like my, the reason for me being so tired all the time is sugar. I just have to stop eating sugar. But like I was, um, allergic. I wasn't getting any protein. And also I was, um, what do you call it when you're low on iron? Nemic. Yeah. And, uh, so like, of course I was tired Yeah, (laughs) and also I had an eating disorder. So that, you know, throw that in there. So that's one that like, at the time I was like, wow, this is so great. This person's so helpful. And now I'm like, they were just, that's like so many red flags, not Mm -hmm. in their particular practices, because I'm sure in certain contexts it would be different, but this particular interaction, um, not great. It's not great. Um, Yeah. I had a, a similar one where it was like, um, well, being paleo. So when I started, um, you weren't allowed to like, one of the rules was like no white potatoes. Mm. Um, but then a few years later, and I can't even remember the rationale behind it, but they were like, Oh, turns out whatever negative effect is like counteracted by whatever else. So potatoes are back in and like, and I was like, great, I can eat potatoes now. (laughs) I feel like I remember um, this happening. Right. So it's like, I love it's excited because obviously potatoes are the best, but like, yeah. And they're much better than sweet potatoes. Like, I don't care who, like, whatever. Potatoes are mm. better than sweet potatoes, just hands down. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't have to just eat fucking sweet potatoes all the time. I can eat actual potatoes. Um, but it was this whole like looking for someone else to tell you what is allowed and not allowed. Mm. And I think that we recognize that as eating disorder behavior, but like, that is exactly what like any kind of prescribed diet is, is you're looking for someone else to tell you what you can and can't eat. And so I think also at the time, because especially because the way paleo was built as this like ancestral diet that was going to remove all the information from your body and make you so much healthier and like almost like superhuman like all these kinds of things and like it's based in science it's based in ancestral knowledge like it's all of these things so it has to be good for you and so you're just like okay great so they said that like turns out you know potatoes aren't as bad as they thought so we're allowed to eat them now but it's like looking back it's like why like you you're allowed to eat things just because you want to eat them you don't need to wait for someone to tell you that that's okay mm-hmm. um and again I, like, I think it's something that we recognize as like classic eating disorder behavior but and like who would really do that without knowing that they have an eating disorder but it's like I did <laughs> you know yeah I really yeah. thought like this was a no until I saw somebody else in like a leader or whatever in the community do it. And then it was okay for me to do it. So once they were like, Oh, I eat beans every once in a while. I was like, okay, well, you know, they probably because they still look really thin and whatever. So, you know, they eat beans every once in a while because beans aren't paleo. Um, So I can eat beans every once in a while or like every once in a while they have like a gluten-free something or other because grains aren't allowed in paleo. (laughs) Um, 
And so then it's like, uh, oh, okay, well then I'll go. I can have one every once in a while mm. too. You know, like you're always just like waiting for somebody else to give you permission yeah. to do something so that you don't feel guilty about it, right? Because if you did yeah. it without that permission, there would be guilt associated with it. And so yeah. again, that's like a more classic one, but definitely one that I went through that I'm like, yeah, for sure. I didn't recognize it as a bad thing at a time. At the time, I was just like, well, they look really healthy and they're doing this. So it's okay for mm. me to do it as well, because I also want to look very healthy and yeah. the emphasis on that phrase of like the looking very healthy part. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. When I was, um, one other one of mine that's in a similar vein and that we may have talked about it before. I can't remember, but I grew up with like very weird and strict rules with food. Um, one of them was, and I still like, I, I didn't, I think we've talked about this because I didn't really know it was a, th- a thing until not that long ago, like mid twenties, um, which is too late to figure out that this, is, <laughs> that this is a thing, but you know, diet culture. Um, if I had toast for breakfast, mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to have grains for the rest of the day. And like, sometimes it would be an exception, mm-hmm. but it'd be like, feel bad about it. Like yeah. if you have, if I have like a bagel, there's no way I was allowed to have pasta for dinner unless <laughs> occasionally that's the only thing they wanted to make. <laughs> and this was like one particular like parental figure, not the other one um, that I lived with, but I fully did. Like, I thought that was a thing. Yeah. That was just like I a normal straight up. Yeah. Until I straight up like said it with somebody and they were like, what the fuck? I was yeah. like, what do you, is this not, a, they're like, that's, I don't know why you thought that was. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought that was a thing but I like yeah very specific rules and I was told when I was younger I couldn't have that many raisins I couldn't have that many and I was told my stomach was sensitive which like maybe it was mm-hmm. but the other day not the other day like a while ago I was like getting raisins and I was like oh to my partner I was like is this too many raisins and he was like what do you mean too many raisins <laughs> like, that's Are a you weird not very phrase. hungry for raisins yeah <laughs> I was like <laughs> I was like what about my like is my stomach gonna get upset and he's like do you like I mean, it may be one way to find out, like, (laughs) like just eat them, figure out how your body feels as you go. And I was like, oh, right. It's like every now and then they still pop up because I like they were my normal for so long. And I don't I don't necessarily think of them as. Mm -hmm. No, it's honestly so funny talking to like not funny, funny, whatever. But like, um, (laughs) you know, it's funny talking to people who like didn't like who grew up mostly outside of diet culture because I don't think anyone really escapes it. But usually like. I think people who grew up like um you like uh me like grew up as as boys and men you know what I mean like they don't they're not really in it as much I guess especially if they were always like on the thinner side and stuff like that like Mm. it was probably never brought to their attention like like and then just talking to them and being like oh yeah remember like this thing or um like I like to talk to Kyle about because I, I brought up the cast iron thing with him and he's like oh yeah. I had no idea that crossed your mind <laughs> like <laughs> uh you know other shit too just like oh yeah a, a bagel is four pieces of bread or six pieces of bread or whatever and they're just like why do you know that information like that yeah is it are you not hungry like I don't understand why you're talking like bringing this up or why that factors into your decision whether or not to eat it at all mm-hmm. um so if you can find someone who's on the outside of diet culture, it's nice to, to tell all your shit to, because then you can, 
see if it's like an actual like <laughs> bad thing <laughs> yeah. to be thinking yeah. about or if it's just like kind of batch it and like way too diety mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you can just see if you can scratch it from your mind yeah. um, it is hard sometimes to like we can be out of diet culture and still have moments where you're like why do I think that like you don't necessarily I don't know you don't think about it being a thing mm-hmm. and then you just you know you just are like getting raisins one day and you have that like <laughs> leading thought and then you say it out loud and your partner's like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> that, that makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 um, um I have one more that I thought of, but I don't know if it's like, I don't know. I don't know where it sits on this because it definitely is a <laughs> red fair. flag and I should have known then, but it, I didn't know then. Um, and this is the one that I didn't want to give ideas with. Um, at one point when I heard there's the stupid like hip to waist ratio thing that I heard, I'm not going to say what it is. I don't remember <laughs> what it is. It's I know it my off my heart because I did it too. <laughs> yeah. I, forgot this happened until so I, after our conversation last week I was thinking about buying snow pants yeah and <laughs> I was looking and like there was a store that was doing a sale I haven't bought them yet um and I thought like oh I'm gonna have to measure and then I was like oh fuck I mm-hmm. can't do that because when I was when I started when I was young mm-hmm. probably too young I had stolen a sewing measuring tape yep and hid it in my room with this tiny notebook. And I measured myself every single day mm. or like every week, like often for most of my life, like for not most of my life, for, for like minimum 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And um, didn't think it was anything to be concerned about. I was like, oh, if I need to buy stuff, like I know how my size, right? Yeah, or, because all my shopping was so like prevalent at the it time. It was like not a thing at all. <laughs> or like, oh, for if I need to go like snowboarding, because I went snowboarding like, like three times in high school. And I was like, I'm a snowboarder. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, or like, I don't know what I thought, like at the time I didn't, I barely even thought about it. I didn't see it as a red flag. I'm like, oh, this is a normal thing. Like, you know, just mm-hmm. whatever. Um but the other day when I was like, and I buy the snow pants, I had this flashback and I was like, you know what? I actually don't think I can, <laughs> I don't think I can take that step. I'm going to like get my partner to help me or try and go into the store, but yeah. Um, or get your partner should do it and tell yeah. you, like, they'll look at the chart and be like, it's yeah, this size. Thinking, and then you won't know because yeah. the charts just ranges. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that I, because I'm so tired of buying clothing, it doesn't fit. Um, it never works out for me because my measurements don't line up with the size charts. <laughs> it's a little bit oh, upsetting. Yeah. Um, it just like, they're all in different <laughs> categories. <laughs> yeah. It's annoying that they make um, clothes for one size, like one particular type of, shape yeah. of person. And then they just size it up. And like free kids, I, I was more or less that like that shape. Um, and it still doesn't match up. Like I just, I have no idea what shape that, is actually supposed to be the one mm. I thought was mine <laughs> but it actually isn't in reality um but anyways I will say that so I do have like my measurements but I um I wrote them down on my phone in the notes so I don't have to redo it um mm. and I just kind of assume that they stay mostly the same if I think that there might have been a difference I'll probably do it maybe once a year or if I'm like going through a bout of ordering shit that doesn't fit <laughs> then yeah. I'll see if I can update it um but also I keep the measuring tape with the sewing stuff so it's like kind of a hassle to go get it um yeah. 
and it was never like a thing for me. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't re- like I I have done it in the past to like see if I like lined up with the Marilyn Monroe body or whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, like it wasn't like a reoccurring thing for me. Mm-hmm. So that's like a little bit different. But I will yeah. say if you ever get like the day where you're like, fuck it, I just need to know because I want to buy things that fit properly, which is the mentality I make sure I have before I start doing it. I'm not in a vulnerable mm. place. I'm not checking against my old measurements. I'm just trying to see like, are these still accurate so I can get things that fit? And if I'm in a very objective place, I'll just quickly, I guess, fast as possible, do it on like, clo- like on top of my clothing or take my clothing off if it's bulky just to get a good measurement. Mm-hmm. write it down on my phone and then I never have to think about it again because realistically the measurements aren't changing drastically in the next 12 months so I don't have to think about yeah. it for quite some time yeah, yeah. and having them there just makes it so much easier to order shit online mm-hmm. so that does make sense yeah we'll see how I I do because I've like I've done it a little bit with like trying to order a bra granted I yeah. did measure and then I it still didn't fucking fit um <laughs> I don't understand how that happened but um yeah so like I don't know if that's a similar it's not like the same type of red flags I don't think but it's, it's something like that came to mind that I like I didn't see it as practice, a red flag then. yeah exactly that you're like you went through and maybe someone yeah. else is like oh fuck yeah I used to do that too uh mm-hmm. that's hilarious um I don't know I I could look back at these moments and I go like oh Jordan <laughs> oh yeah. Jesus like yeah, um can- real quick like uh, just like shit, like finding out that coffee is an appetite suppressant. So if I was like running kind of a weird day, which happened more and yes. more and more, but um, I was running a weird day where like, I kind of had to like get up early to go like teach. Um, and then like, I wanted to go to yoga afterwards. And then I wanted, I had to be back at school. You know what I mean? Like, and I didn't, I mean, we didn't have kids. So I wasn't like <laughs> very organized in the whole food like section of my life yet Mm -hmm. um in terms of like having meals ready to go to grab um and I'd be out all day so I don't really have access to a refrigerator or whatever yeah but it's like oh well like I feel hungry but if I have coffee then I won't feel hungry anymore Mm. and then that might get like buy me enough time until I can get food which like (laughs) again like in the middle of an eating disorder a thought that gets taken too far, a thought that gets taken to the point of like, I've only had coffee today. And my first meal is like at 7pm at night, you know, Yeah. outside of an eating disorder is like, yeah, it feels practical ish. If I just like, you know, I'm in the middle of a something or rather, and like, I really don't have access to food or time to sit down and eat. And I just need to get like, I need to buy myself two hours, you know, like, again, it it's the motivation and like the mindset, which we've spoken mm-hmm. about before. So it's like, I feel like that applies to all of these things. Like we were talking about the measuring tape thing, like the motivation and the mindset, like, are we doing this from like an objective standpoint where we just need to get clothing that fits? Um, Or are we doing it to like hold ourselves against the standard? Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that one. And then another like real quick one, I was at work one day and I think I asked to like, I didn't eat breakfast, I think, before I got to work because I work pretty early in the morning. And I don't know why I didn't get up early enough that day, but I didn't. And I ended up at work and I was like trying to figure out where my break would be. And then it got pushed or whatever. And then I was like, they're like, are you going to be okay? Like, are you hungry? And I was like, yeah, uh, like I am hungry, but it's fine. Cause like, I've been thinking about trying <laughs> intermittent fasting. So like, maybe this will just be my day one. <laughs> and like, oh yeah. 
<laughs> so it was like, oh, I wasn't, I got up at six and I wasn't gonna be able to eat until, you know, two or whatever. So like, I'll just like build this for myself as intermittent fasting instead of being like, no, I'm actually not going to be okay. And I am going to have to go eat some food yeah. or even just thinking like, oh, damn, like I'm going to be hungry today. Like that fucking sucks. Um, it was like, oh, how can I turn this in a way that like, maybe this is the thing that's going to make me lose weight. Yeah. You know, so just like, that was one I, when I was working at the studio, the amount of people there was like, I don't know if that was when that was a fad. It was probably actually, it's probably a similar time. It was around uh, like 2017 ish. Yeah. There's a period of time where that was what everyone was doing. And this was still, I would say I still was like, I, I don't know if I was full eating disorder at this point, but I was like, um, well, maybe it just looked different. <laughs> I think I had an eating disorder longer than I thought, but I think I was like on my way out of it at least. Sorry, that's um, the, the revelation I have all the time. It's like, yeah. oh, I think it was like a straight up decade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause yeah, I think it was. Cause it, I like cycled, I cycled through what, what it looked like. And because I thought it didn't look the same as it used to, I was like, oh, I don't have an eating disorder. But like, haha, just kidding, you have a different one. <laughs> yeah, um, it just is morphing into something yeah. that's getting out of hand. Yeah, yeah. at that point, I, that's like, I my first issue, my first eating disorder was me not eating like mm -hmm. barely ever, like eating the bare minimum so that no one could tell, which like, mm -hmm. I don't know how well that works, but I thought everyone's like, oh, try intermittent fasting. And I'm like, that's basically what I was doing. And yeah. I had an eating disorder. So like, that's why would I? <laughs> oh, no, no, I, I did that before. Don't worry. Yeah. I cut myself off of food at, you know, whatever eight. And like, I didn't, I didn't want to eat early in the morning because I like convinced myself that my I couldn't digest food that early or whatever the fuck. And so mm -hmm. I would start eating at like 10 or 11, like, you know, and then the window got like shorter and shorter and shorter yeah. and shorter. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I see so many people who say that. And even today, I'm like, you have to like, just like let people do their thing. Because what if that works really well for someone and it's not an eating disorder? But part of me is always like, I really don't think you should wait till 4 p.m. to start eating. Like no. that feels really late in the day. You were up and yeah, moving. You need to eat. Since early in the morning. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is like sustainable long-term or good for your mental health to be yeah. like, because that's the other thing is that now you're like, you're looking at the clock to tell you when you're allowed to eat. So it's yeah. like, it, again, just thinking about like what we've talked about before, where it's like, you're looking for something external to give you permission to do something. Yeah. Always. You're looking at the clock. You're looking at a, an influencer. You're looking at a diet. You're looking at whatever else to tell you what is okay to eat. When is okay to eat? How is it okay yeah. to prepare this? Like, no, I think unless you are on some sort of medication, you have to take on an empty stomach or you are literally not allowed to eat because you're getting surgery or like medical reasons like that you have to eat, um, yeah. throughout the day because your body doesn't just need energy to work out. It needs energy to function and to yeah. keep you alive and basically like cell building. Yeah. <laughs> just like, for like, like literally a at a cellular being. level, like just to keep your body functioning and moving yeah. and like healing, you know, and not just like healing yeah. a massive illness or whatever, like you go through things that damage you every single day, you know, yeah. um, you walk past a construction site and you, you breathed all that in, you, you know, like, um, 
hung out in the sun for a little long like uh I don't know I'm trying to think of like things that you pulled do every day whatever yeah yeah pulled a muscle not working out just like walking up and down the stairs you did something that was like out of the usual like I mm-hmm. hauled two uh washing machines up this like from the basement to the main floor the other day oh. I don't usually do that and so it oh. exhausted me <laughs> you know like <laughs> you were freezing was... to death last week and your body well, not to death but you were freezing last week and you were trying really hard your body was trying not to die and to freeze yeah. to death you know just like we do things every day that cause like yeah. I think I don't know I think damage is I feel like it's an accurate word but it might sound a little strong but yeah. it, it causes damage to your body and yeah. like these things need to be repaired and also just like aging in general like yeah. it's again one of these things that like your your body is working on all the time and trying to keep you alive and trying to keep you as healthy as possible mm-hmm. and these things need energy and that energy comes from food yeah it just also don't eat less because you're not because you're taking a rest day oh yeah no that doesn't make just sense. eat well, when you're hungry eat eat the eat to the hunger level that you want don't do it yeah. by like measuring cups or weighing yeah. shit right like if it is a rest day and you don't feel hungry, fantastic. But sometimes on rest days, I feel more hungry because like mm-hmm. maybe I didn't eat enough the day before or like the workout mm-hmm. is still taking, like uh, it's still hitting me, you know, like my body's yeah. still trying to uh, catch up or recover yeah. or like I'm so really what I needed was after. protein, you know, like <laughs> that's what I fucking needed. Yeah. And that's going to feel like hungry all the time until you get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you are, like early on in your recovery, I highly recommend you go see a professional, like an anti-diet dietitian Mm -hmm. to make sure that you are eating enough because I know that we can be pretty sneaky um, and be like, oh, I'm doing this for my health. Like we were just talking about when like really it's you not eating. Um, And also because we've been taught like the calorie numbers we've been taught are wrong. mm -hmm. So like what we think is enough food in the day might not actually be enough. And if you're not used to listening to your body's hunger signals you might not even know what enough food feels like or looks like I still Um, struggle with that sometimes mm -hmm. I like I don't sometimes I feel normal like I feel hunger I'm going to say quote unquote in a normal way like in my stomach I feel it in my stomach Mm -hmm. sometimes I don't like I I still sometimes don't feel regular hunger pains because I ignored them for yeah I don't know how long uh, at least yeah, or you'll do things like reach for water like you know yeah oh, <laughs> which like yeah, at the very true. beginning I, d- I do not find myself doing that yeah. instead of eating at all anymore um yeah I don't either but I yeah and I just wanted to it. loop back to the meals thing just real quick before we wrap yeah. up um I know maybe people are thinking like well you're thinking about food because you're hungry or like you know it's normal mm-hmm. to look forward to meals it's like I still really enjoy cooking like for the most part um unless I'm really tired whatever there's excuses for everything but like what am I trying to say like today I knew I had to go down and have lunch and like I have a very small like I'm back at work so I have a very small window of the day that I can fit a meal in in the middle Mm -hmm. of the day um and I literally didn't think about what I was going to eat until I got there and I can still come up with something really creative while I'm standing in the kitchen I don't need to spend three hours fantasizing about it before I get to eat it you know like I can still get there like I think I pulled out something that was like leftovers and then I like saw something else in the fridge and I was like oh but if I mix these things together and and do it on top Mm -hmm. of this and oh that's gonna be so much better so then I like changed course (laughs) you know what I mean like yeah I can I I still love cooking and I still love to eat and I still love food in general Mm -hmm. 
but I don't, it doesn't take up as much brain space. You know, like I still yeah. enjoy the all, like the whole, like all of the actions involved in it. And I love being mm-hmm. creative in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I don't need to think about it for a day and a half yeah. before I get to have that meal, you know, no, you don't. Yeah. For, the, for the most part. Sometimes I see something on TV yeah. and then it's going to be a while till I get to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like There's some, yeah. nuance, okay. Nuance, but like Mm-hmm. lunch is not something I start thinking about before I've had breakfast yeah. like I just do it when I'm going down to have lunch and yeah. you know what if it's going to be subpar that day it's going to be subpar and it's fine because I'm <laughs> going to eat again you mm-hmm. know like I'm going to get another chance to eat something maybe better <laughs> yeah yeah true my um I have a couple of tools that I like things that were helpful for me in this um one of them I've said it before I you don't it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to have like a meal. Like you don't have to make it. You don't have to make the sandwich. Just eat the parts of the sandwich, depending on where you're at. If you're like feeling tired or whatever. Also, there's nothing wrong with like convenience things. If there's like a frozen, I don't know. I can't have frozen lasagna. My partner's kids had that the other day. And I've been yeah. like jealous. Cause there's not, I don't, maybe there is a gluten-free one, but anyway, that's a different point. Um, <laughs> like there's nothing wrong with having those. Um, they can be helpful in those moments. You're like, ah, I don't know, like got to eat, Absolutely. don't know what to eat, whatever. And I like cooking. Sometimes it's really like, I have a hard time figuring out meals um, for one reason or another. And I use, I'm not, this is not sponsored, but I use an app called meal lime, meal lime, one word with only one L. And it's, you can choose, like you can put in if you have allergies, um, like, which is helpful for me. And it gives you a bunch of, there's like, you can get a like paid subscription, but I just have the mm-hmm. free one. And there's like, you can pick meals you want and that look good. And then it makes you a grocery list. You can go through and put the grocery, like take off the groceries you already have and then add on things if you need like milk or whatever. And then you just go to the grocery store, get those things. And then it, I like to do that. I've, I forget sometimes, but like pick a couple that look really good. Mm-hmm. And then I don't do meal planning because it's, it go, borders too close to stuff I used to do, but I do like it in that sense where I'm like, okay, I have these meals. They all look really good. I don't have to think about it. Like I'm taking that whole, all of that mental work, like away from myself doing these. And then I have some like, you know, things that I fall back on that I cook every now and then because I, um, I don't know, sometimes I'm not that creative. <laughs> um, but I find like it helpful for, I don't know if this is making sense in relation to what we're talking about, but. Yeah. But like maybe like how to deal with all this mm-hmm. um, on your way out of it. If that's mm-hmm. where you are as well. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I thought the red flies things would be funny, but yeah, yeah in the beginning, I a hundred percent relied on um, like frozen fries and chicken nuggets for of very long they were heavy in the rotation for the first yeah few months I mean granted we had just had a baby as well but like um uh they were yeah like just heavy in the mix and like it it's okay you know like you will get some variety back in there eventually one day when it becomes more tolerable um if these behaviors ring a bell I hope you could just like laugh about it a little bit and not Mm. not hold yourself to like it's not your fault it's fine you know like you did some weird shit or some fucked up shit or um like me had no social life because 
Yeah, I had to get true. to the gym. I had to eat at home. I couldn't eat at a restaurant. Um, you know, that sucked. Um, mm. Even at the time, it sucked a little bit, but I had the, you know, patting myself on the back aspect of it. Um, mm. And now it's like, I, I feel like I missed out on a lot of my university and my master's experience because, um, because I, I, you know, had an eating disorder and that sucked, but it's not something I, I'm going to beat myself up over. Yeah. Um because it is what it is and I was sick and now I'm better yeah. and you know now it doesn't have to be part of my life and hopefully I have a, a long way more than a decade to <laughs> to make up for that decade so. of fuckingness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully it was helpful to hear this stuff I know some of mine weren't that funny I just couldn't think of any, <laughs> any other <laughs> okay. ones I've been um, laughing at myself about this for a very long yeah. time so <laughs> yeah it is funny to look back on it's just they're not um not as like casual I guess <laughs> um also this is somehow related to what you just said sorry really quickly I mm-hmm. still love chicken nugget salad which I just said out loud and I don't think it's like it's literally salad with chicken nuggets on top yeah that feels like one of my favorite meal. meals yeah. <laughs> I still love it though with ranch dressing mm-hmm. and cheese mm-hmm. like I that is one of my top meals <laughs> yeah well like the you. ultimate meal in the world I think it's like a glass of rosé, a fantastic fucking salad, not just lettuce and some dressing. That's disgusting. Like a good salad and some yeah. fries. Yeah, fries, a salad, like a glass of rosé. Like that mm-hmm. is like, that's like a vacation meal to me. Like that's yeah. like a perfect meal. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Swap out the fries for chicken, like gluten-free chicken nuggets <laughs> because I can't have the gluten. Um, and I'm all over it. And also if you had like corn chips on top, I don't know what it is. <laughs> It's like almost taco That's salad, what I'm but about. like an meat, excellent, so good, excellent salad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll say it one more time: if you do, if you are in the midst of this, please seek um, help. Uh, I think there's some resources on my website, but I would just search, like, literally search "Andy Diet Dietitian" or that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, we get it. We get it. We were there, and we hope that this is helpful for you. Um, and if you have anything to add questions, you want to tell us your favorite meals, <laughs> whatever, or we'll listen, um, you can email info at movewithbilly.com. And you can also reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. Though honestly, just reach out via Instagram. Cause I probably won't notice the other ones, <laughs> um, at movewithbilly. <laughs> and what about you? Uh, at jordan.nl on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Rate, review, subscribe, uh, all those things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.